This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support this show. Get your uh, exclusive bonus episodes and ad-free episodes, and mm-hmm. we appreciate it. Uh, how are you doing? Oh, Everyone I'm okay. Everyone was very concerned. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for those of you who've reached out. Um, my husband, as you guys may or may not have been uh, following over the last few months, he got uh, laid off, or it's not a layoff, it's reduction in force, which is an artifact, I don't know, fake layoff. Anyway, oh, Mikey says thank you. Uh, it, it obviously has thrown our lives into upheaval and really fucked shit up for us. And then when we were recording, found out he didn't get a job at a company that he worked for for seven years. Um, and they sent him a form letter after three rounds of interviews with his former colleagues. So it's been fucking rough. So if anybody knows of any sales support type roles or op specialists or something like that, reach out to us because fuck this sucks. Anyway, genuinely, thank you so much. So many people reached out and were concerned and I do appreciate it. This job market is fucking insane, but Hey, at least the stock market is doing really good. The economy is perfect. Uh-huh. No notes. No notes. Nobody wants to work anymore. <laughs> Let's. But genuinely, thank you. A lot of people reached out and were genuinely concerned, and it, it meant a lot to both me and Mikey. Yes. So thanks, gang. So on that note, let's talk about crypto. That seems like a good segue. Oh, gosh. I know somebody posted this on either uh, on the Facebook page, I think, and was like, I want to hear you guys say about this. Oh. And all I know is that it's crypto and a priest. Yep, pastor. something like that. Okay, tell me. Like, remember I'm the so good excited. old days? Remember the good old days when grifters who are preachers would just con their followers out of all the money oh. by just convincing them to sow their seed into mm-hmm. the kingdom? Mm-hmm. Um, that's not how it works anymore. That's, the, that's uh, just Kenneth Copeland now. Everyone wait, else has moved what's, on. What's the thing that they call it? The... When you give somebody money and you get money back, it's like a t- Ponzi scheme. <laughs> no, okay, I'll think. I'll All look right. it up. So the story that happened uh, this week has actually been festering for like well over a year. Mm. But a Colorado pastor and his wife, Eli and Caitlin Ragalato, they were sued over a crypto scheme where the bottom line is they raised over $3 million from over 300 people for a product Jesus. that was basically worthless and it looks like they pretty much knew it was worthless the whole From time. From the jump? From the jump. And and so these people, Eli and Caitlin, they ran an online-only church called Victorious Grace Church. Ironic name, given uh-huh. how this is going. But, you know, they ran this online church. And if you look at his Facebook page for the past, like, year plus... It's just a dude delivering a sermon every week. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people are watching it, just like I don't know how many people are listening to this show. Right. But it's like, yeah, all right, you're just doing your thing. Is that, does that make it a church? Not really. But clearly that was the cover for what was really their lucrative gift, which is selling Christians a different kind of invisible salvation. Oh, boy. And so this is from the Colorado Department of Justice, like, press release here. The complaint that they made alleges that Regalado targeted Christian communities in Denver and claimed that God told him indirectly that investors would become wealthy if they put their money into index coin. Prosperity gospel. That's oh, what it is. That's prosperity what you're gospel. referring to. Yes. I just came up so with that, you guys. Joel Osteen, and that's all prosperity gospel. God wants you to be rich. Yeah. Give me money. I will help you be rich. All yeah. that sort of thing. So these people have no experience in crypto. And in fact, a third-party auditor's report described their coin, their index coin, 
as unsafe, unsecure, and riddled with serious technical problems. And despite that, these people just kept promoting it as a, quote, low-risk, high-profit investment, which is how all investments work. Uh, This is... Honestly, this is like the music, man. This is somebody coming in and being like, hey, give me money and I'll make your kids a band. Yeah. And it's just... Everything it's will work out. Just The trust literal me. exact same thing of like, yeah, exactly. Trust me. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, these costumes look like shit. It's fine. The Wait till the magic. The complaint also adds that in reality, the index coin was illiquid. Can't make it into money. It's oh, practically no. worthless. Investors lost millions. And these people used investor funds to support their lavish lifestyle. And the state oh, securities boy. commissioner in Colorado, Tung Chan, Chan claimed, uh, this is from the state press release they put out, at least 1.3 million of that, that money that they made, mm. went directly to the regalados who spent it on, wait okay, for it, I'm listening. a Range Rover, jewelry, luxury handbags, cosmetic dentistry. Oh, that one I get, uh-huh, actually. Boat rentals and snowmobile adventures. Listen, snowmobiles are hella fun, just because you don't like fun. And home renovations, more on that later, oh. and an au pair. To an au pair. Yeah, got to take care of the kids. And so. They, so, okay, can you help me understand whether yep. these are people openly scamming these poor people or if they're just idiots who don't know how to, what investment means? Or, and, and listen, well, two things can be true. Yeah, I know. I'm... I mean, their side of the story is, no, we're totally not trying to scam you. We thought this was on the up and up is their version of the story. We weren't purposely trying to scam anyone. We thought this was legit. And if it didn't work out, it's because it didn't work out, not because we were purposely just trying to grift you. Um, But let me tell you, (laughs) I went down a dumb rabbit hole on this one. (laughs) So not only index coin are they selling to people, Mm. which is like... This is Bitcoin, right? It's Bitcoin, but it's not Bitcoin. It's a different type of coin. But again, it's just a thing they're doing. Bitcoin, at least, others are using. Sure. This one is not that. They also created the exchange on which coins could be bought and sold. They call that Kingdom Wealth Exchange. And all of this stuff, the the, uh, exchange on which you could buy and sell these coins and the coins, all of it shut down on November 1st. Eli okay. Regalado urged everyone not to panic. I, he t- tells them, I really believe you're going to see a miracle in a very short, in very short order. Mm-hmm. That did not happen. What? Instead, law enforcement officials came. Uh-oh. So here's the thing. How did they pull this off? Because if you look at their website, mm-hmm. and you, there was, oh my God, there was a whole crypto website with posts dating back well over a year. Basically, as far as I can tell, they just use a lot of big technical words that normies wouldn't understand to bring in supporters. Shock and awe. Yeah. Sprinkle in a bunch of God talk and, Mm -hmm. yes, tell people to just trust them. Here's an example of a post uh, Eli made in 2022. Uh, So way back in the day when they were starting this whole thing. Hello, Index Coin family. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We were planning on launching tomorrow, but we're waiting on our business number to be issued. Our Singapore legal team informed us we should have the number this week, and then they'll file our exchange paperwork with FinTrack, Financial Transactions and Reports Analysis Center. We need this in order to be licensed to launch. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm sure, for sure. I'm sure someone can decipher that, but most people can 
cannot. Mm-hmm. There. So what do you take from that post? It's like, well, it seems like these people are yeah. on their way. You know, red tape and things right. like that. You can't be responsible for the government. Every post is like that. Just Every delayed. One just of delayed. Them. Everything oh, gets boy. delayed. Every time it's like, oh, you guys, we were almost there, but then this thing happened. We got to talk to these people. Another update uh, that was peppered with Bible verses. This oh, guy boy. pointed out that uh, one of his critics who was telling people to stay away from them mm. had a point. Eli says, I saw a post online. Wait, from can a- I guess? No. Nah. Is it? Yeah, if I were him, I wouldn't want this money either because that's how I live my life or something like that. Close. He yeah. said, I saw a post online from a fellow believer who warned his community about this project saying the math didn't add up. If you see this, brother, you are right. It doesn't. Oh, which is a weird way of saying, which is a weird say. Oh, he goes on to say, it's almost too good to be true news and saying, yeah, it is too good to be true. Now, trust me and give me your money. Like openly admitting all that. Oh boy. Like this is genuinely like a con man thing. This isn't even. He's not even admitting that there are uh, legit gripes to have about what they are doing. Well, and I think also, if you ever listen to some, and listen, I think financial investment is such a fucking bananas thing that we have to do in our society. Like, can I just, ugh. anyway. Um, but I don't know, if you look, if you talk to any banker, if you talk to any investment, if you listen to commercials for any of this shit, they always say like, this is a, there's an inherent risk in investments. They're like, we cannot guarantee anything, yada, yada, yada. Like, mm-hmm. th- like it is important that people know when they're going into these kind of financial dealings that there you might lose is inherent pension. risk. Yeah. Like, there's no way there's not risk. So I, they also put out a white paper explaining Low why risk, this Low risk, high was... reward does not mean zero risk, all reward. Right. It means if that works out, it's great. Right. But it probably won't. Um, what, by the way, they did an interview. I, I just checked that video on which they gave an interview about all this has been made private. Oh, right. It's not the only time a video has gone private discussing a story we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah? Um, so They're onto they, us. They put out a white paper saying, here's why this is a great investment. Look, this looks like legit analysis from, like, banking people. Mm, mm-hmm, and one mm, of there's the a things, pie chart. There's a bar graph. This is my favorite thing inside of there. Here's... Using historical data, if IndexCoin had been operational in 2019, the following chart shows the value of the coin then, today, and factoring in future predictions of the crypto market. And here's all the chart says. It's not a chart. It's three numbers. It says in 2019, in 2019, you would have invested 46 cents. Well, today, that money would be worth $9.98. And according to... Don't ask questions. In 2028, <laughs> this money would be worth $86.44. Whoa, that's so much more money. <laughs> Based on no math. And I just want to be clear. This, the original number is 2019. Yeah. 2019. And nothing like, in the economy nothing. happened between 2019 nope. and now. Am I correct? Nothing, nothing that whatsoever. would have hurt the markets in general or, or Bitcoin specifically? Nope. Crypto's oh, okay. only had good press and nothing bad has happened. <laughs> They also said in the paper, um, we know this is going to work because let us tell you about our target market for this coin. Christians. Christians. With over 2.18 billion Christians. 
Wait, are you serious? That's genuinely it? <laughs> They're doing a Christian black market? Yeah. That's what's happening to They're me like right you now? Guys, Just over, like Jesus did? With over 2.18 billion Christians spread across over 200 countries around the globe, the Index platform has as one of its specific aims to become the platform of choice for every believer while also helping inspire and strengthen their spiritual lives. Okay, now as many people uh, who listen to this podcast know, um, I mostly only know the story of Jesus through uh, the musical Jesus Christ Superstar. Yes. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and reference that one song that's in 7-8 time, which is how you know it's intense, about him like tearing down a market of people trading and uh, like selling goods and gambling and all that stuff. These I are believe bad he like fully like physically destroyed it. He did in the stage show anyway. This is what you do when you're trying to up your resume though, where it's like, how big is your? Mar- I've how seen big is your this- market up to two point one billion? Seen this when I it guess. comes to like, what's your book pitch? It's like, who's the audience that's going to read your book? Uh, well, there are 300 billion atheists, like whatever it is, yeah, 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 in yeah. the world, and they're all going to buy my book. It's like, yeah, yeah buddy, it. like, it doesn't We're matter. We're famously of one mind as atheists. <laughs> We're famously yeah, agree on everything. Just because there's over 2 billion Christians does not mean anyone wants to buy into your scam. Also, yeah. how is the coin going to inspire and strengthen their spiritual lives? No idea. The paper didn't say. Also, is it legal to say only Christians can buy your product? Oh, it didn't say only Christians. They're just saying, we're oh, marketing this. this is our this. potential market. This is our potential market. And then it goes on but to in, say... Oh, my God. And I'm sorry. 2.1. Global. Global. Yeah. So, Everyone's going to get in on this. And so that's, so that's counting... Early, I want to be clear. A huge population of Christians in and Africa... They're all, they're all rich. ...who don't have running water. Right, but they like but crypto. But what they do have is crypto. Yes. Then they listed at the end of this white paper, um, let us introduce you to our operations team, which is great. Oh, do you I wanna, think I want to hire my husband? I, yeah. I <laughs> Stay away. I want to know who's on the operation team. My favorite are two of the lead developers who, there were some names on there. It's developers. like Bob Smith, and then here's a bio of Bob Smith yeah. and his Christian credentials and his financial credentials. It's like, all right, without digging into it, that seems all I'm right, fine. Then they included two guys who whose bios say they are the lead developers who only went by Jose and Oscar. No last names. Oh, that's not true. And shady. we are told in the bio their real names are not provided. You know, because <laughs> we we don't want them to get in trouble, you guys. So you Jose know that's Jose and and Oscar, is there any chance they may not be American citizens? I don't know. And then there is also, in addition to the operations team in the white paper, they listed the prophetic team, which included <laughs> which included a woman who, um, her name is Amanda Earhart. She serves as a prophetic voice no. for Index Coin's spiritual intelligence team. Fuck off. What are you saying? What no does one, this mean? I, I have no idea what that means. Why do you need a spiritual intelligence team for crypto? Can you read that whole thing again, please? Amanda Earhart, as CEO founder of AEV Studios. Amanda is the creator of Find Your Voice Effortlessly, trademark, program where singers learn how to enhance, protect, and preserve their voice without surgery, vocal rest, damage, or strain. She's a vocal coach. has nothing to do with crypto. She serves as a prophetic voice for IndexCoin's spiritual intelligence team. Vocal rest is pretty important, guys. Sorry, go ahead. Not for this. Anyway, Wait, so she's a vocal coach. Don't, who, don't think about it too much. They have a lot of people. They have like this. seven people whose bios are all the same, which is like she does something in a totally different field. 
And we brought her but on she's board a to pray. Advisor. She has good vibes. We got to yeah, keep her around. Great vibes. So, anyway, <laughs> this got the riz. Last weekend, I'm a kid. <laughs> last weekend, the Colorado securities people are like, yeah, we're shutting this down and we're filing a lawsuit yeah. because this is not good. And on Saturday, Wait, just last week? Just last week. Wait, and what happened in November 1st? The, the whole exchange platform got... was shut down. And so now they've just been treading water. Right. For. Like, Shut down because the feds are like onto them and stuff. And I don't, I think the feds may have shut it down. Okay. But now they got the paperwork in order and they're like, all right, now we're going after you. Now we have everything we need. Got it. Okay. Um, okay. On, okay. After the lawsuit oh was filed, Eli Regalado <laughs> offered a video response to all the news articles that everyone might be reading about the alleged scam. Mm. It was friggin' glorious, this I video. Bet. I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's like nine minutes long. But part of what he says is, the reason it's being called worthless right now, this it's coin. It's of no value. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, look, you guys, that's because investors can't cash out right now. So, yes, it's true. He says, what about the claim that he pocketed $1.3 million? What he about says. that claim? Also true, he says. Oh. But he assures everyone. He assured everyone. I'm going to quote here. Half a million dollars went to the IRS. And a few hundred thousand dollars, this is a direct quote, a few hundred thousand dollars went to a home remodel that the Lord told us to do. So. Oh, my <laughs> fucking Christ. Are you kidding That's literally me? a thing he said with a straight face. Like with, a, with quotes around it? That with his human face? It, with his human face. Oh, it's so embarrassing. He did, he did not say in the video something the Fed said, which is that $290,000 was put into the bank account for his ministry, which I remind you is an online-only church that releases a live stream of a sermon once a week. I don't know what you need $290,000 for. Well, what, a ring light? As, <laughs> as two people who create an hour-and-a-half-long piece of, piece of business every week, right. yeah, we need hundreds of thousands hundreds. of dollars to do this. Right, pa- totally. patreon.com slash friendly <laughs> podcast. Right, he eventually <laughs> said every time there was a snag, he just assumed God would take care of everything, you know? No, no responsibility on his end, just no, vibes. Obviously, just... And at one point, he says he prayed to God. Another direct quote here. He prayed to God, Lord, I don't want to do this. I don't know how to do this. I don't have any experience in the this industry. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to be caught up in something. And yet he just kept going with it. And then he concludes. Oh, my God. So he even had his Gethsemane, Gethsemane moment of like, <laughs> of like, what if I die? See, Jesus Christ Superstar is very good, you guys. There you go. And his conclusion, he says, either I misheard God <laughs> or, or God is still not done with this project. Oh, golly. Okay, I know this is the wrong thing to focus on, but I really need to know what kind of res- renovations he made on his I house. I would love to know. Uh, I, I don't think I honestly, have Honestly, here's the thing. Real missed opportunity because he could have said, we did renovations on our house to increase its value because we are planning on selling it so we can do X, Y, Z. Even if he doesn't do that, that would buy him some grace for like a year, Maybe. I think. Because at least it's <laughs> like, yeah, that's an investment up time, right? Like it's not like buying like hookers and blow. Sorry, that wasn't okay. <laughs> Sex workers and, and blow. blow. Yeah. <laughs> like he's doing something that he can say, look, this increased the value of my home and 
could make up something there. Like, he's not even doing a good job of Harold Hilling these people. It was a horrible video. I don't know why he released it. The state, the state security and commissioner, again. he just released again, it. He just released it. He isn't worried about an incoming miracle either, because what he says in the press release, we allege that Mr. Regalado took advantage of the trust and faith of his own Christian community, and that he peddled outlandish promises of wealth to them when he sold them essentially worthless cryptocurrencies. Mm. The lawsuit goes on to say, defendants told investors that they would tithe and sow in causes that helped widows and orphans. <laughs> but Jesus the payments Christ. to widows and orphans were primarily to the regalados. That's also, in the lawsuit. widows and orphans. If you're an orphan, you don't have a mom anymore. So <laughs> is it like one place with widows yes. and then a separate building with yes. orphans? They're Never the twain shall meet. Right. <laughs> Um, the lawsuit, the press release also said investors were told that every index coin was worth at least $10 and that there were 30 million such coins in circulation, meaning the company should have had $300 million backing the coins. State investigators instead found $30,000. Oh, so that's a different number than the they one they were said arguing. Well, yeah, these coins are worth X amount of dollars, but the actual amount of coin uh, money, actual money, mm. backing up their statements here was like a fraction of it. Like this is a little like the gold standard in that yeah. I don't quite understand it. That's okay, <laughs> you don't understand. But the point is, the people who do understand it are right. like, yeah, no, this, no, this it. is not it. And again, we could also say that about actual crypto. But like this and one. And we will <laughs> in our new podcast, <laughs> Heaven Just Try to Figure the Fuck Out of Crypto. <laughs> we have a separate Patreon for that, yeah. <laughs> we only take crypto on that one. I mean, ultimately, this is like every other form of Christian media. It's marketed as an alternative to something you can already find in the secular world. Better but it ends and more up regulated. Being, yeah, it ends up being a cheap, if not worthless, imitation. But who benefits the people at the top of the pyramid? Uh, thanks to all the Christians who are even more gullible than they are. Can we just quickly go through how many um, types of shit like this? So like, a, like, no, 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 excuse me. Like a secular concept that some idiot oh. pulled Christianity. Because I know we have the SATs, that one. <laughs> right, they have banking. That. Oh, they have bands. If you like boy. Oh, oh Seth, bands. You know what? Seth Andrews, the thinking atheist. Mm. If you uh, go on YouTube and search he does an entire presentation that I've seen. It's wonderful about the, about the Christian alternatives to secular culture. Oh, does he? Oh, and I'm going to watch that. It then. goes into so much depth because he, he was like a radio DJ for yeah. a while on a Christian radio station. So he could tell you all the analogs like, oh, you like this heavy metal band? Here's the Christian alternative. Sure. You like this boy band? Here's the Christian alternative. Gotcha. And I had no idea how many parallels there were. I, but again, this is the whole point. The churches, by the way, offer the same product. Invest in our God, you'll be rewarded in the long run. Mm -hmm. Not now, but right. later. Right. Keep praying, keep tithing, keep spreading the word. Things will get better eventually. Mm. And look, some people figure out it's all a scam. Some people walk away before pouring even more of themselves into the ministry. Some people have doubts, but they kind of like the hope. And they want. Well, you get they swept like, up in the thing, and all like your friends swept are up. swept up yeah. in the thing. So I get why the the people who got caught up in this are the victims here, and they don't know enough to just take their money, whatever there's left, and run, um, instead of pouring more money into it. And these people benefited from it. I should say, um, the bank accounts for the couple they have been frozen for a couple of weeks right now, really? probably to stop them from cashing out whatever they <laughs> yeah, have and think? moving it to some <laughs> Cayman Island, whatever. 
Um, the Colorado Securities Commissioner says he's going to try and recoup at least some of the investments for the people who are allegedly defrauded. If he's able to do that, guess what? He would be doing more for those people than this Christian couple ever did. Mm-hmm. But that's the story of the crypto people. I know um, I'm in like a point of crisis in my life and I have three jobs, but I really, 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 really want to write a version of The Music Man. But it's this guy selling everybody <laughs> crypto. Yes, I have no musical gift to speak of. I play guitar poorly, but I just think I can do it. Last weekend, I had my in-laws over and we needed to make dinner in a crunch. Instead of ordering out, we did something even easier thanks to ButcherBox. We were able to grab just what we needed and exactly how much we needed from the freezer. After that, everything else was a breeze. You too can skip the grocery store knowing you have the food you trust and the food you chose in your freezer. I know that might sound strange coming from me since I'm vegetarian, but they have a high-quality veggie burger that I absolutely love. They have options for pescatarians, too. And if you eat everything, that's also okay. The food from ButcherBox is high-quality, grass-fed, and free-range. Have peace of mind knowing there are no antibiotics or added hormones. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash friendly and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash friendly and use code FRIENDLY to choose your free-for-a-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. It'll be better than what they're doing. If anybody wants to, like, you Commission know, that? Yeah, please. Mm-hmm. Please do. I'll, I'll, I'll think of a good title, too. All right. All right. Let's, let's that wasn't that about... funny. It was just a real thought that was in my brain. <laughs> We're going to talk about <laughs> another story because I saw this story. The first time I saw this story, it was from secular people and atheists saying, now this is what a good Christian is doing like this is why aren't more christians like this guy and of course anytime you see that as like the introduction for a story all the red flags Mm. all the 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 alarms should be going off well Hammond doesn't like to see people happy so he has to make sure he can undercut them and the story was that a christian pastor in ohio decided to house homeless people inside his church Mm. because they had nowhere else to go Mm -hmm. and he was being basically uh criminal uh punished sanctioned with, like, criminal punishments for housing homeless people, and he's like, I'm fighting this. Well, that headline sounds upsetting. I bet there's no other details that make anything seem different. That's the headline I saw. Uh That was the basic crux of the story. And again, the people saying this is like, well, wow, a Christian actually got arrested for doing what Jesus would do. Yeah. And of course, that's the version of it I saw getting it's spread a great headline. everywhere. It's it a is. great headline. Um, the Reverend Chris Avell, A-V-E-L-L, uh, he pleaded not guilty to all of the charges earlier this month. And what are the charges? As, charges are mostly zoning violations. You're not allowed to house people in gotcha. your church like this. You are housing people in your church like this. Mm-hmm. So the city of Bryan, outside Toledo, Ohio... Um, they're the ones going after this guy. And of okay. course, everyone's like, really? You're going after this guy for trying to help people? Is, like, and what I presume the it hell? has something to do with the weather that we've had for the last week. That right? was, I mean, he made that mention. He said he would, I'm sure he would have done it without the weather too. Oh, okay. But his argument was these people need a place to go. They don't have a place to go. I'm a Christian. I'm going to let them into my church and mm-hmm. give them a place to stay. And if you want to come after me, come after me. And that sounds very nice of this man. Yeah. 
Okay, so then, of course. And I deeply want it to be true. What's the other side of the story? Yeah, I want it to be true, too, because that sounds really nice. And especially in the Midwest, where the weather has been even worse than usual. In spite of of everything, I am craving stories of people doing the right thing Mm -hmm. when it's hard. So Uh, don't let me down. An opinion piece in the Columbus Dispatch read, What Avell did seemed a humane no-brainer. Uh, above the law, a legal blog said pastor faces charges for giving for giving the homeless a place to sleep. Like those are the headlines that were going around here, and those are fair points. Look, homelessness is a very big problem in the country. Mm. Cities as small as Bryan in Ohio that we're talking about, and as large as San Francisco, they have struggled to deal with this issue. Mm. But Apparently, putting them all on buses and busing them to a different well, city does not work. Yeah, and History. those are with <laughs> refugees, and then just trying to just not giving them housing, whatever the issue is. Oh, we, there's cities we can where they a, fully just bust people, homeless people out of town. Yeah. So it's miserable. All of that legit problem. And that's outside the scope of this story. Cause we're not going to talk about homelessness being a problem because it is. And that's not what this is about. Right. The reasons people should have questioned this is one, you know who the guy's lawyers are? Mm. Uh, Reverend Chris Avell's lawyers. Mm. First Liberty, a conservative legal group. So that should have been like okay. a, mm, if that group is representing you, that's usually not a good sign. But that maybe, doesn't feel like a big one, maybe. though. I haven't heard of that okay. one. He also did a full media blitz, kind of like that. Uh, uh, the praying coach sure, in Washington. Sure, sure. He's doing a full-on media blitz on all the conservative propaganda networks. Okay. And again, it's like, mm, I don't love the look of that. Yeah. So what's but the real still, story those here? People who didn't have homes had had a place to stay for a night. So right. what's, so what's, what's happening here? Okay. So here's what I could figure out. Um, his church is named Dad's Place. Griff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Whatever. <boy>. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Yuck if that's a reference. I don't know if that's a reference to the Holy Father or something else, but whatever. Dad's place. Dad's place. Oh my God, um, I hate it. Marketing is not this guy's strong suit. <laughs> Here's what's weird. I did not see this in many articles about this, but like mm. what I did see is it is literally one door down from an actual homeless shelter. Um, and the thing that this guy said in a bunch of interviews is he's like, there's overflow sure. at the shelter. The shelter can't take in all these people, which is why, hey, I'm next I door. My door. I'm open my door to them. Okay. It's not actually a church, though. Wait. His this, thing isn't a church? His thing is not actually Dad's a church. Dad's place isn't a sanctioned, sanctioned church by the Catholic Church? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not an actual church. It's actually a business. And what's the business? It's a video arcade called Crane and Abel's Mini Claw Mania. Okay, that is a Bob's Burger level <laughs> name of a thing. I believe that was next door to the Bob's like, Burgers thing in one of the opening credits. That's that is, hysterical. That's a great name. Outstanding. For you a business, what? for a business that I don't know how they stay in business. Sir, no matter what else you've done, whatever evil <laughs> things are about to, <laughs> to uncover. Congratulations. Congratulations. I agree it's a great name. (laughs) But it's a video arcade where they have a bunch of mini claw machines that I I guess you could like put in a quarter, try to do your mini claw, try to grab a prize. This is definitely an episode of Bob's Burgers. I do not know how that place stays in business at all. But I think the business is just a cover to give this guy a building um, in the business district so he could open up a church. And the thing is, he went to the city and said, hey, you know how I have a business in the business district? And the city's like, yes, we gave you permission to open up your claw machine video arcade. And he's like, yeah, I would like to use like the back room as a church. And they're like, we will give you permission 
to like use the back room as a church, even though it's not zoned as a church. But yeah, sure, you can use the back room as a church. City said that was fine too. This was in 2020. He asked permission to set up a church inside his place of business. Mm. The city said, fine, with the understanding, you still got to abide by the zoning laws, which apply to businesses uh-huh. in this part of the community. So fine. Do you think there's any help in me explain what zoning laws are to our listeners who might I'll not? explain some okay, of that in good. a second. So, by the way, the video arcade, because, again, stupid deep dive rabbit hole here. The video arcade, which no one mentioned in any of the articles. How is that not the only thing everyone's mentioning in the articles? The video (laughs) arcade has one review on Google. It is five stars. Oh. Guess who wrote it? Me. The Reverend Chris Avell. Oh. Who gave five stars to his own business. Hey, I've given five stars to this podcast once again. But the difference is Whatever he does is probably bad, but so far. But... But other people have also given reviews to our podcast. Anyway. That's a fair point. And most of them are not. So most news stories focused on the technical rules that Avell broke. Because his church is located in a business district, residential use on the first floor is prohibited. Like in a lot of cities, you might have a business on the first floor at street mm-hmm. level, and the upstairs is an apartment the or Bob's something Burgers like that. Of it all. Okay, so that means what does that mean on the first floor? That means people are not supposed to be eating inside permanently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they're not supposed to be washing their clothes on the first floor because the sort of hookups you need for a washer dryer, like that's not normal. Mm. And you're not supposed to sleep there because it's not a place where you're going to be safe sleeping there. Mm. Um, And when the fire chief of the city did an inspection in November, Mm. he found 18 violations of those zoning laws that he wrote up. And again, maybe everyone's thinking, who cares? The homeless people here, they need a place to stay. It's bitterly cold outside. And even if there's a homeless shelter next door to the church, church in big quotes, it doesn't have enough space to take in everyone. So who the hell cares? This guy's, it sounds like it's good trouble. He's breaking the law, but he's doing the right thing. It sure does. Maybe fair, sounds compassionate. So to be clear, though, what city officials were doing, they were not going after this guy because he was helping the homeless. And this is the point I need to stress to everybody. They're not going after him because he was helping the homeless. They're going after him because he was literally putting the lives of those unhoused people in danger. And this is I feel like I have to explain this. There's a reason churches can't just open up soup kitchens on a whim. Mm. There are local regulations that need to be followed to make sure everything's safe. Like, we need to make sure the food you're serving people is... Is not going to kill them. Yeah, is not going to kill them. Like, how are you making this stuff? We just need to make sure it's okay. Mm. And if it's okay, fine. That's what they were considering. Here's what the fire chief wrote up in his report last November. Listen to this carefully for anyone who took this story seriously. Several of those violations were serious and potentially endanger the lives and safety of those in the building. Hmm. Some of the serious violations included improper installation of laundry facilities, inadequate or unsafe exit areas, Mm. LP cylinder for gas grill improperly placed inside the building, an unpermitted gas dryer installed with impermissible plastic duct outside Ohio Mechanical Code guidelines, (gasps) no permitted and approved kitchen hood over the stove, and limited ventilation. Basically, fire hazards everywhere. The exit signs were not clear. Mm. There's no evidence that carbon monoxide and smoke detectors were tested regularly. There was a gas, quote, a gas leak due to improper installation of the unapproved gas dryer. 
Wow. Which, by the way, the could city kill everybody could kill everybody. The city, by the way, talked to a local natural gas provider, and mm-hmm. they're like, we need to fix this now. The wow. city did that for this guy. So the thing is, if there was an actual emergency in this building, a place like this that has a ton of people just living inside, temporarily, but living inside there, could put their lives at danger because of the deficiencies. And the fire chief gave this guy over a month Mm. to fix the most serious of these problems. But when they followed up January 9th and 16th of this month, they found five violations that had not been properly corrected. And on January 16th, the fire chief found 20 people sleeping in cots on the floor of the building. (laughs) So again, if you're the fire chief, yeah, fine, okay, all these people are staying in. Let's say you have compassion for that because they need a place to go, but also... Oh my God! You can't live here because this is a dangerous place for you. Granted, the streets are not better. I know, but this place is not safe for you. And his obligation is: Are you following the law here? Because the law is meant, in theory, to protect everyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, that makes sense. The guy is doing his job. He sees these violations, gives the guy time to correct it. Guy does not correct it. So he had plenty of time. I think that's the part that that sticks out the most is that he's been aware of these issues yes. and, and how dangerous they are. Yes. We're not ta- like we're not talking about like I don't know like j- anything that's aesthetic. We're not talking about like Doesn't oh technically you can't use technically you can't install a washer dryer here. Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's you installed one wrong and dangerously. Yes. And there's a, re- like, I know people are so like, ugh, about regulations and things like that, but guess what? I fucking love opening a bag of chips knowing there's not going to be rat turds in there. Right, right, right. One of the greatest gifts that society has given me. Government regulation. We can argue about the level of it, but of I course. want experts deciding this is what needs to happen to be safe. Yeah, and like... And those are the ones who should be making those calls. Forgive me the borrowing of a phrase, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yes. Like, just because he is doing the right thing does not mean he's... Listen, I can tell you a billion at the barn I work at, a billion different people who think they're doing the right thing, but just don't understand horses or animals or things like sure. that. Like, just because you have good intentions does not mean what you're doing is safe or smart. Right. And the bottom line is, he may have had the best of intentions, but the people he took I fully in he did. were arguably in more danger at his, quote, church mm-hmm. than they would have been in a shelter that had proper oversight, like the shelter next door, mm-hmm. which, by the way, that sanctuary, according to the city, the shelter next door, they fully comply with the zoning code and fire code. The city said we're in contact with that shelter about taking in all these people coming yeah. to dad's place. God damn it. Um, dad's place. I know. First Liberty, the conservative legal group, claims the homeless shelter is on this guy's side, which I don't know if I trust coming from First Liberty, but no. all right, doesn't matter. I'm gl- and I mean, even if they, it, it's like you got a pull quote from one volunteer, like, yeah, right, I don't think right. it's so bad. And they're like running with it. Yeah. The city has suggested alternative places that Chris Avell could set up shop so that his church could function as a homeless really? shelter. And he's opted out? He said no to all of them. Where, in what? <laughs> Dottie is pissed off about that, too. He said no to all of the other options. First Liberty says, yeah, why should he move? He's in a perfect spot because next door is the homeless shelter, and he can take and in overflow. And homeless people love video games. <laughs> yeah, they love mini-claw games. And also, he says the his... Uh, church is situated near a medical clinic, which, all right, fine, but also it's not in a good spot. Okay, it doesn't, like, 
the thing is with his argument, oh, we're not right next to her. None of that matters because you cannot do what you're doing in this location. Yeah, again, like, you, we as a city have decided you took this place and signed a contract saying this is a business zone and you're going to follow the business laws. Mm-hmm. And now he's just choosing to avoid them, putting his own people in jeopardy. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Since May of last year, the city says we've also received calls about inappropriate activity at this dad's place, oh, church. Concerning, God damn it, there's here, more? Yeah. Oh. Concerning, quote, criminal mischief, trespassing, overdose, larceny, harassment, disturbing the peace, and sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait for it. The press release from the city also documented that this guy had took in a sex offender, which... Arguably puts the other people inside the building in harm's way. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, God. Like, well, again, yeah, that, <laughs> the city is getting so much shit here because the headlines about, oh, look, the city's going after this good Christian man who tried to help the homeless. Yeah. And the city is here saying, look, we, they put out like a 42-page document saying, look, we tried to help this and guy And that out. didn't work when the public favor a 42-page technical document? But I'm telling you, I read Jesus through that does. document, and it's clear. Look, the city, we can obviously have a separate conversation about whether this city or any city is doing enough to fix the homelessness or crisis. Or if zoning laws are effective or yes. important. Yeah, we Great. can have that conversation. Legitimate criticisms all around, but that's not this. These charges against this guy are warranted. Mm-hmm. The city is doing what it's doing because it is trying to help those people. And maybe there are other issues they can't control, but this they can. Mm. If this guy, Avell, wants to run a homeless shelter, then he has an obligation to make sure it's run properly and safely for the safety of everyone he's taking in. Yeah. Like, you can't just run a daycare out of your house because mm-hmm. you feel like it. I mean, hopefully you can't because good daycares have regulations in place. I do. You have to hire trained people because of emergencies. Just because a Christian homeschooling mom, for example, says, well, I'm here and I will take care of all your kids. It's like, that might be nice intentions. But again, if you're not trained to help them with certain things, you're not helping. Useless. It's, it's truly like I work at a therapeutic riding center. And if you came in and looked, it looks like we put kids on horses and then kind of hold them there and do. And anybody can do that, right? I've got a horse. I can put a person on a horse. Hmm. But the, the care that goes into what we do and the safety precautions that we take and the redundancies that are put in place and the contracts we have people sign to make sure everybody's following the laws and the background checks we do on our volunteers and et cetera, et cetera. Like, yes, it looks like we're just putting a disabled kid on a horse, but there are layers and layers and millions of dollars that go into making sure that these kids are as safe as they can be while on a fucking thousand pound right. animal. Like if this guy wanted to take in these people for like a night on a cold night, mm. No one would have a problem with it. But it's been several weeks, and Mm -hmm. the longer he doesn't take these safety precautions seriously, the more of a chance there is that something's going to go horribly wrong. Mm. Now, if there's any upside to this guy fighting the charges, which he is doing, it's that maybe it pressures the city to build another shelter, take whatever steps it has the power to take to create more affordable housing. Mm. Um, But it is hard for me to sympathize with his, quote, good trouble if he's openly defying sensible guidelines while creating new hazards for those people, like his noble cause will only make for a good headline until another tragedy strikes due to mm-hmm. his own negligence. Yeah. But the thing is, the right-wing legal group that's on his side and fundraising off of this, mm-hmm. 
they are acting like this is Christian persecution. Well, this feels to me very similar to the Titan submersible situation mm-hmm. of like, oh, no, don't worry about it. We got it. We got it. Yeah, we got, got it. it. We got it. We got it. And those people all died. And when people like Hammett and I <clears throat> would say, well, yeah, they made a fucking terrible decision to go down to the depths of the ocean in a unregulated and unspected submersible thing. Yeah, sh- bad shit's going to happen. And we look like the dicks because we're like, oh, well, they died and they didn't. Like, yeah. it's the same and the, thing. the people of here, like, the homeless people, they didn't have a choice necessarily of where they to don't. go. It's so not their fault. It's not, it's not any in-house person's fault. It's the responsibility of the guy who says, I got you covered. Come That's here. what is killing me. It's like we see this time and time again that people, men, think, that, well, God, the um, what's the, uh, the documentary that we both watched about the woman in Africa? Oh, um, yeah. I forgot the name of, of it. Of just people... She goes there not as a licensed physician, yeah, but as someone you, with good intentions trying to go help in people with in Africa. A hundred percent good intentions and zero percent training or preparation. Bad things happen. And bad things are gonna happen. And like I'm sorry, you I, I believe that this woman, this doctor quote unquote doctor woman is trying to do the right thing. I believe that this dude is trying to do the right mm-hmm. thing. But sometimes the right thing looks worse. Sometimes the right thing looks like red tape to make sure people don't die of carbon monoxide to put poisoning yeah. or get sexually assaulted while they're trying to sleep on a cot. So the first liberty lawyer, Jeremy Dice, uh a reporter from HuffPost asked him, what about the gas leak and the fire code violations? Here's from their article. Dice on Friday said the city's statement is, quote, filled with half-truths and malicious innuendo designed no. to vilify the most desperate and downtrodden no, in their don't community. Do this. See, no, this makes you a bad person. Uh-huh. This is bad. And when earlier asked about the fire code violations, Jeremy Dice, again, the right-wing lawyer, Dismissed them as a form of lawfare harassment against the church. Lawfare? I don't know. Like, look, bullshit. The city did not make up new rules to go after some pastor. Uh, Jeremy Dice called them nitpicky rules involving Mm. things like what? Making sure businesses have functioning smoke detectors. See, this is the kind of shit I'm talking about is if you don't. He knows just enough to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. He understands that these are violations, but he does not understand what the repercussions of them or is not acknowledging them to anybody around him. So he can keep what? Doing, quote unquote, the right thing? Yeah. Uh, like, First sir, liberty, we're by telling the way. you you're putting people in danger and you don't care because what? You think it's more important to be a persecuted Christian than yes. to make sure people survive the night in your arcade? <laughs> Mini claw arcade. First Liberty, <laughs> which is fundraising off of this. They could totally spend the money that they are making off of this to fix up all these violations. Yeah. Wait, have they just not done it? No, of course not. Because now they Why don't are... they just do it? Well, they're busy suing the city of Bryan on behalf of the Video Arcade Church. God it wouldn't damn make, it. It it's wouldn't make so for nearly as good of a annoying. press release. You guys have the money to help homeless people. You guys have the money to help infrastructure, and you're just not. Because why? So you can build an addition on your house just, with a wall that reverses into a whole dungeon? In news <gasps> can that we happened, get one of those? Yes. Uh, there was news this week that basically Donald Trump called Republican senators personally and said, do not work on a border deal with Democrats that might actually fix whatever's happening at the border, because that would be a win for Joe Biden. And they don't want to win. Mm-hmm. They want an issue they can run on mm-hmm. so they can pretend like there's a problem that only they can solve. Yeah. And given the opportunity to solve it, they're like, uh, no, we don't actually want to solve it. We want to run on it. It's the same reason they didn't want like Roe v. Wade overturned secretly, mm-hmm. because they would rather run on anti-abortion, demo- anti-abortion stuff. stuff than say, oh, we, we did it. Yeah. So it's the same thing here. They could fix the crisis and help this guy get up to code. 
But this dude, Avell, and his lawyers are having much more of a good time going on Christian media, conservative and media. are people still staying in this arcade? For now, I think they, they are. are. I don't know if they're still there today, but they might be. Mm-hmm. But again, the shelter is doing what it can. The city's doing what it can, according to them, to, to try to take care of these people to whatever power they have yeah. to do it. But this guy's too busy trying to file a lawsuit against the city for caring about smoke detectors and Well, shit. Jesus Christ, the irony of the fact that these people, like these churches, are doing their damnedest not to pay a cent in tax if they don't have to, mm. when the kinds of things that your tax money should be going to are safe homeless I, shelters. I cannot stress enough how, mu- how annoying it was, after having gone through all that, how annoying is it that so many liberals, yeah, left-wing groups... Pointed to articles about this guy saying, oh, look, you found a good Christian. Mm. This guy's following Jesus. And what do we do? Yeah. We punish him. It's like, yeah, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Not because I don't like the dude's faith or disagree with it. It's because, no, he's actually putting people in danger. Well, and I think that's the sort of, um, I like when you cover these stories because while they're like a genuine massive bummer and I really want to believe that there are nice people who do nice things out there. It's very important, I think, not to get kind of glammed by, mm-hmm. uh, you know, glamored by the, the you know, he's doing the right thing. And he's this like Robin Hood character. And this is what Jesus would have done and blah, 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 blah. It's so easy to to be entranced by that. I feel the same way and about churches. And it's not churches. fun. This shit that we're about yeah. to do, this guy who's quote unquote doing the right thing, who's actually a villain, this sucks. This Every time we do these stories, I hate human beings a little more. But we have to because otherwise we're living in this fantasy world where people are going to die because we would rather feel good about ourselves than actually do the hard work to make yes. things better. Um, this is a similar story that happens. Some churches, mega churches, do this thing because it's always good publicity for them where they say, we're doing uh, like a reverse tide this week. We're giving away money to the people in oh. our community for those who need it. Mm-hmm. Oh, this lady uh, in our church needs a new car. We got her one. Wow. This, uh, We're going to give you money to go out and spread the gospel. or I'm sorry, do a good deed uh-huh. using X amount of dollars that we give you in this envelope, then come back and share it with us. And it sounds very nice. So but I... in the long run, it's like, well, what are you actually pushing for in the long run? It's like, well, these churches actually promote really harmful ideas. Mm-hmm. So don't give them free publicity without mentioning all the bad stuff. I can tell you firsthand my uh the family I'm I'm close with they're Seventh Day Adventists and they at some point these teenage girls in their little group they each got a hundred dollars and just went out into the community to yeah. like help whomever they could find and, and talk to nice. it sounds really nice but then like okay now you can go back to your church and feel better about yourself and maybe that person got a meal or a beer or whatever they needed and that's fine but now like go vote for republicans exactly. who are going to make it harder for them to do it exactly. in the long term exactly it just feel like the feel goodness of it all is miserable yeah okay let's talk about something else that was in the news this week which is conservative christians got mad at nbc for censoring a quarterback who talked about jesus again that's the headline i saw so I go to look at the video. Oh Here's what happened. Okay. Last weekend, uh, maybe two weekends ago now, there was a wild card game. You don't have to follow football to make sense of this story. There was a wild card game between the Houston Texans and the Cleveland Browns. The Houston Texans have this rookie quarterback who has been phenomenal this year. His name is C.J. Stroud. And C.J. Stroud led the Houston Texans to a rout over the Cleveland Browns 45 to 14. Wasn't even a close game. They demolished them. So, Did after you say the a game, route? a route. 
route. They d- crushed him. They oh. crushed him. So after the game is over, after the game is over. <laughs> I can't over, believe Hammond's the most butch person at this table right there now. There you go. <laughs> CJ Stroud, after the game is over, the sideline reporter for NBC Sports mm. goes to CJ Stroud like, hey, it's one of those Are typical. Are sure this isn't an episode of Friday Night Lights? I got you covered. Stroud. <laughs> yep. She goes up to him. And mm. basically, you know how this interview is going to go. CJ, mm. what did you do to win the game? How did you, what are you feeling right now? Yeah. So I'm going to read you what NBC actually posted on YouTube. And I'm going to tell you, this video has also been made private. Otherwise, I would play it for you. Oh, interesting. Um, but it was about a 40, no, it was like a 51-second clip okay. that they posted on like NBC Sports. And here's the conversation. CJ, your first playoff game in your first NFL season and a record-setting performance for you. What does this moment mean? To which C.J. Stroud responds, first and foremost, I just want to give all glory and praise to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been amazing being in this city for as short as I've been, but the love that I've got... Don't do I've, the accent. Sorry. The love that I've got, I've really just been doing it for Houston, man. People back home, I'm blessed enough to be in the position I am and blessed enough to be playing at a high level right now, and we got to just keep it going, but I'm super blessed. That's his full answer. Okay. Uh, later on generic, in there, very generic, but totally fine. Expected. Okay, fine. Mm. At least uh, he didn't say I'm going to Disney World. I know. Uh, he hasn't won anything yet. Guess what? Uh. And when he played the next game, he lost. Oh, so no. it's <laughs> whatever. Oh, but glory whatever. to God. He won his wild card game. It's, yeah, that's it's totally exciting. normal post game banter. The thing is, again, NBC aired that live mm-hmm. and then they posted the clip of what I just read plus another like 30 seconds of meaningless banter mm. on YouTube. And on Twitter, where, imagine this, you're NBC Sports, you're running their Twitter account, and you gotta, you want to play this clip because it's right after the game. They had to cut it down for time, not, and they cut not, out... Not oh. that they have to, oh. but if what would you rather play on Twitter? You want people to watch this clip. Are you going to play this full 51-second clip with a lot of generic, boring mm-hmm. stuff? Or do you want to say, C.J. Stroud praises Houston, his city, mm. after the big game and show him saying, I've really just been doing it for Houston, man, mm. people back home. That's the clip you want to share because yeah. you know people in Houston are excited about that. Yeah, and like so, half the country is Christian, so we can just assume a lot of people think that. So Sunday Night Football on NBC, that Twitter account, they edited the exchange from 53 seconds, mm-hmm. which is the full clip on YouTube, mm-hmm. to 22 seconds. And basically, here's what that conversation looks like. CJ, your first playoff game in your first NFL season and a record-setting performance for you. What does this moment mean? Edit. I mean, it's been amazing being in the city for as short as I've been, but the love that... Et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And after he says, uh, I'm blessed enough to be playing, I'm blessed enough to be in this position, I'm super blessed, Mm -hmm. the clip ended. Even though there was another 30 seconds of him talking about how he gave props to the rest of his teammates and all that. That editing... Made sense. That's how editing works. And That's the, how the news works. By the way, the caption, the caption for the video, CJ Stroud has a lot of love for his city. Heart emoji. That's so, cute. Yeah. That's like, darling. Totally makes sense that people would want to just see that clip to spread it because he's praising Houston. Oh because my he's God. playing for Houston. Yes. Conservatives have been spreading this bizarre conspiracy theory for the past week that NBC censored Jesus... Here's how Fox put it. The moment was overshadowed over the course of the week as NBC appeared to edit out that part of his words in the video posted on X where he talks about praising Jesus. Another account that that went viral on YouTube Mm because they played the 
uh, version that appeared on live TV, mm. followed by the tweet, uh, tweeted clip. It's disconcerting to realize NBC is actively censoring a prayer player praising Jesus after a massive win. Would NBC have censored his speech if he praised transgenders <laughs> or Palestinians? What? Listen. And then former New York Mets star Lenny Dykstra, who is okay, one of those. Lenny Dykstra is dude. not somebody we need to hear from. <laughs> Y'all, Lenny he's, Dykstra he's is like a, Aaron Rodgers, conservative red pill dude. He, he said, is a lunatic. Yes, he said, I have a feeling there are going to be a lot more post postseason win interviews with him that the dinosaur media is going to have to edit as well. Wasn't Lenny Dykstra the one who uh, redecorated people. his car to match his jet? <laughs> I'm sure He's it is. He's not somebody we should listen to. I'm sure to. it is. But again, how do I know NBC was not censoring CJ mm. Shroud? One, they posted the full interview on YouTube. Mm. Two, they aired it live and no one had a problem with mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, including the account that went viral showing the two clips side by side. Where did the first clip come from? It came from NBC. Um, No, they had to hold somebody at gunpoint (laughs) to get that. In 2009, uh, Dystra um, filed for bankruptcy. In 2011, he was arrested and charged with bankruptcy fraud, following by grand theft auto, drug possession charges on an unrelated case. And in decent exposure, he served six and a half months in federal prison. But please, let's hear more of what Lenny Dykstra has to say. By the way, if Lenny Dykstra is your character witness, you've got problems. Truly. Um, One of the other things that all these people missed out on is that the quote-unquote edited clip as if something nefarious was going on Mm -hmm. it includes the following i am blessed enough to be in the position i am and blessed enough to be playing at a high level right now and we've got to just keep it going but i'm super blessed if you want to just praise houston you did not need that part of the clip you could have edited down to like 15 seconds but they said the blessed thing like 72 times three times he says it in that clip and NBC kept that part in his response. They did not need to, but they kept it in because it was a fine part. Like, again, also, it's part of his answer. It's fine. But all of that's going to show NBC doesn't really care about the Jesus thing. They were trying to show you the, the important parts of his answers, also, not the random side comments. What do they think censorship means? It, it's like, like sens- being canceled. It, being it's just whatever they It's means- woke. It's whatever they okay, want it to okay, mean. Okay, fair, it doesn't fair, matter. Fair, fair, fair. Um, The New York Post put it this way, another right-wing outlet. Whether it was an intentional cut or a misguided attempt at shortening a video for social media is unknown. No, it is known. It's exactly known. It's known exactly. The conservative sports website OutKick concluded, faith is not one of the pre-approved talking points that athletes are allowed to uphold. Is it exhausting feeling persecuted the whole time? Man, it's all they've got. It's so boring. Um, The American Family Association, the right-wing hate group, the Christian hate group, also spread the lie online, urging people to sign a pointless petition calling on NBC to, quote, stop its clear aversion to testimonies of faith in its social media posts. Sure, yeah, they that's wrote, definitely a problem. We should petition, write a petition about Their petition says, there was no logical reason for NBC to censor Stroud's interview, except that it has an animosity toward the Christian faith. There is 100% a logical reason to I cut just, out that part of the thing. By the way, so it's not an actual exhausting. petition because if you sign the petition, there is an auto-checked box that says, you want to be added to our mailing list? Oh, That's yeah. what those petitions are. Of okay. course they anyway, are. Everybody course, knows that, though. Do they? Do they? That, that petition has 18,000 signatures. Um, anyway, 
all of this is just evidence of how, like, that right-wing media bubble works. Some ignorant moron draws a false conclusion, spreads it online, and then a bunch of well-paid morons mm. amplify that lie for clicks because it just checks all the boxes their readers really love. Yeah, it's really... Um... It's it's super exhausting, and I, uh-huh. I know I've said this for a billion years. Usually, it's it's related more to the GOP, but it's just so fucking hard to live in a world where people just won't admit to reality, and it makes you. It's it's obviously being gaslit, but it makes me feel like I am losing my entire mind. Like things like just people's willingness to go, even at this point in history, people's willingness to go along with like a good feeling headline or a <clears throat> outrage-inducing headline is exhausting me right now. I got one more of those for uh, you, too. Then it's, I, I think I think we'll see if we want to end it there. But okay. this is one that <laughs> I think atheists got wrong, too. So this is interesting. Oh the story, uh, basically, a woman in Mississippi, a mother, her name is Shauna Coleman, she posted a picture on Facebook from earlier this month when her son got punished. He got a write-up. It says, parent notice of disciplinary incident. Oh, I saw this. And posted this online. And she basically says, my son got in trouble for saying Jesus Christ. And, of course, when she posts this online, everyone's like, the damn public schools are going after a young Christian boy. And all the comments are like, we must pray for our schools. I presume he said it in a sweary way. Well, kind of, but not really even that. So here's the actual story here. Because, again, this looks like Christian persecution, which is how all the headlines are making it out to be. And, of course, again, it takes a couple minutes when you dig in. This is not at all what's going on. Mm. Here's what happened. The seven-year-old boy, he was apparently uh, at recess playing with Legos at his school in Mississippi. He dropped some of the Lego pieces and he basically yells out, Jesus Christ. So exactly what I said. Exactly. Like a swear. Kind of like a swear. Right. Yes. And so here's what the reprimand says. It says, you know, he's disciplined. It checks off a box that says unacceptable language. And it says in terms of the actions taken, had conference with student, telephoned parent. And the note, the disciplinary report says at the bottom, he said, Jesus Christ, when he dropped the Legos, he was cleaning up. Uh, from recess. That's it. Pretty straightforward. Now, I will tell you the uh, disciplinary report that your first grader brings home. I promise you no one gives a shit about it ever. The reason a teacher would even fill that out is because, yeah, whatever. I don't I don't care about this that much, but I do want to correct the child's behavior. Mm-hmm. And I got to keep a written record because this is the sort of thing that becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. And then I want a pattern of documentation that shows that there's a pattern of this behavior this in itself, of course, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But it, again, it's a seven-year-old kid. And what is the message that the teacher is saying here? The message to me says, look, you did something that was not a big deal. You dropped some toys. The response should not be saying, Jesus, or son of a, or yeah. darn it, or what the heck, or whatever. It was or an overreaction swear. to it. It thing. was an overreaction to a simple thing. He wanted to express frustration and there are ways to do it that are calm, mm-hmm. just breathe, just pick it up. Mm-hmm. You know, no, it's no one's fault. No one's mad at you. Mm-hmm. Just fix it. That's a perfectly sensible thing mm-hmm. for like a second grade teacher or whatever to do with the child. Yeah. That's totally fine. The paperwork, it's not a big deal, but you want to like tell the parent, hey, look, this happened. Things. You want to document it. So I hope the end result of this, in theory, 
What it should have been is that the parent has a nice chat with the child and it doesn't happen again. See, mm-hmm. that's how it's supposed to go. Not a problem. I got bit in the tummy by a horse and had to document it. So, there like, we go. document weird things. And now the horse. And now he knows what he did. That's right. <laughs> so, here's how Fox described the complaints. Actually, I'm getting sued by the horse. Oh my, it's yeah. really distressing. Yeah. This is so sad what this world is coming to, said one Facebook user. They need Jesus at that school. We must continue to pray for our children. Another woman writes on Facebook, they would have to show me a policy where Jesus Christ is deemed as unacceptable language. Others said, what has this world come to? With two spelled T-O-O. This is sad. Simply because he said the words Jesus Christ. Another says, this is crazy. The baby said Jesus Christ and this was a bad word in her eyes. I'm done. I wouldn't even want this teacher teaching my kid. That would have been his last day in that class. Glad you don't have kids. All of these people are freaking insane. Like, it's not unacceptable to say Jesus Christ. That's not what they were trying to say here. They were like, ah, shit, it's recess is done. I got to teach a class. Let me quickly jot down Mm -hmm. this thing. And again, what is the purpose? The purpose is, look, your kid overreacted, and I'm trying to teach him you don't need to overreact. Right. Just calm down. Take a breath. Count to five. Whatever it is. That's the thing. I know the box that is checked off says unacceptable language. They are not saying you're not allowed to mention Jesus. They're saying, don't say it that way. It's an overreaction. You would have done the same thing if he said, darn it. So sorry. Aren't you not supposed to take the name of the Lord in vain? Well, that is a great point. Thank you so much. Yes. I'm very smart. Despite I what mean, people you say. would think a lot of Christians would be like, "Yeah, why was your son taking the Lord's name in vain?" No one seemed to care about that. What? But it's By on the- one of the commandments. They love those things. <laughs> no, they never read them. So the Mississippi School District, the DeSoto County School District, actually said all this in a public statement. A spokesperson said. DeSoto County students would not be reprimanded for simply saying Jesus Christ. It is possible that a student could be corrected for a disrespectful use of Jesus Christ's name. Sorry, did you say this is in Mississippi? Yeah. Mississippi, they're worried about religious censorship in Mississippi and Mississippi, United States. Yes. In Mississippi... United States on the Earth, on the planet Earth. That's the one. They are one worried the about people being blasphemous in Mississippi, <laughs> in the year of our Lord Mississippi. Yes. And so hmm. again... Is that a big problem in Mississippi, yeah. that they have secular people taking over and censoring religious people in Mississippi? Too many of them. In the, in the state of Mississippi? That's the one. With so all the Confederate this, flag that's, things? You know it. The spokesperson the for the Mississippi district. River. No, not that, that one. Oh, okay. Sorry. The spokesperson for the district's like, you guys, stop overreacting. <laughs> this is the problem we're trying to correct here. Like, we're not punishing the kid for just bringing up Jesus. We're punishing him because the way he oh, said it. Oh, he wasn't punished. He got written he up. He got written up. No one cares. I know. I know. Like, so I here's bet the thing. I this kid didn't even Wait, know what happened. There's another oh, okay, overreaction, sorry. too. But again, just to be clear, the teacher was rightly trying to punish, not punish, trying to teach the kid an important lesson. Yeah. That's it. You can just calmly take care of the problem. Mm -hmm. By the way, I mentioned the spokesperson for the district said, it is possible a student could be corrected for a disrespectful use of Jesus Christ's name, which is his way, as I'm interpreting that, of saying, look, if you say anything, but you say it in a tone Mm -hmm. that is inappropriate, yeah, we might discipline a kid for that. You could totally tell the spokesperson's been taking 100 calls on this. (laughs) And it's like, you guys, not what happened. So then that the, freedom poor from, person. the Freedom from Religion Foundation, which I love, mm. 
They responded to that quotation from the spokesperson who's like, the student could be corrected for a disrespectful use of Jesus Christ's name. And they are like, well, that would be a blasphemy rule. And how dare you, like, just because you use God's name in a disrespectful way, of course a child should not be punished for that. It's like, you guys. Oh, boy. Guys, not, not guys, everybody about. needs to take five <laughs> and go to your corners. They put out a press release and everything. No, like, stop it. Guys, stop it. be better. Yeah. Not the issue you need to jump on here. They were oh, not mad. They were not brother. saying we have a blasphemy law that is unofficially in place here. Like they, That was unhelpful, you guys. Not helping. Not, not a big deal. helping. But anyway, the mother of the child told a local news station that her frustration is that her kid got written up at all. The mother says he didn't get a warning. He got talking to. She called. He got a talking to, mm. I guess the teacher said. And they put a note out there. This type of stuff follows a kid in their record. I'm like, they, they don't. I promise you. Okay, I do no have an, a question. Yes. Um, do you know the uh, uh, ethnicity of the kid who swore and slash or the teacher? No. Because there is a pattern of black kids being overly punished at a young age. So I, I'm just going to throw that. Not knowing anything about anybody. Yep. If... If there is a situation where a white teacher is overcorrecting black students, that sure. does happen all the time, ever. However, it does that not sound like... That is not I what's just, happening here. I just want to push that into the ether <laughs> in case anybody else might take our, like, take the worst possible reading of a thing Which I said. Which is what everyone's doing in this story. That's exactly... That's why I'm trying to cover my <laughs> ass here. I understand there are issues that some kids get over-disciplined. Sounds like this is this kid's first disciplinary situation, and it's know, January, yeah. so I think he's been okay <laughs> thus far in the year. But truly, like, yeah, that can be a situation. Sounds... Also, Jesus, are these the kind of people who get mad if their kid doesn't get A's in fourth grade, as if anybody gives a shit about your grades? Even to this very day in my life, I don't give a shit about grades. Yes. I don't know. I don't know, what, I don't know what's Guys, going on. I didn't scenes. do any Every, homework in high school. <laughs> everyone is basing this off of one thing. By the way, if the mom is concerned about her kid getting written up because she thinks it's going to follow him throughout his life, Maybe don't, don't post attach, it on Facebook. Don't attach your name with to your kids, a... With your kid's name visible good point, on the thing. This is the kind of thing that follows somebody everywhere. They yeah. go, yeah, Doug, it's social media. And now you're amplifying it yourself. Ah, uh, good job. Not helping. Anyway. Wow, that's such a good point. Dumb this is a dumb story. story. Very <laughs> dumb story. Thing. We're All such right. good friends. Uh, one last one. I don't know if we need to dwell on this, but there was an interesting analysis that came out this week, totally unrelated to the rest of this stuff, mm. uh, from the Pew Research Center. But basically, they put out one of the most detailed analyses I've seen regarding the quote-unquote nuns. Mm. The people N-O-N-E-S. N-O-N-E-S. The people who say they have no religious affiliation. Mm. And again, we've seen plenty of these statistics um, of who they are, how many there are. Mm. But this actually went into what do these people believe? Mm. Everything about that. A couple things that are interesting. This is now the single largest religious, quote unquote, denomination in is the country. It? 28%. I have a quick question. I'm sorry. This may be a really, really fundamental question. But nuns is basically anybody who says they don't believe in organized religion on to atheists. They identify as atheists agnostics or, quote, nothing None. in particular. Okay, that's Those what I was, are the nuns. I was trying to remember 28% that. of America, the largest single group. That's usually, that's what all the headlines said, sure. that the nuns are now the biggest group. I mean, that was also true, I think, before, if not really close to it. The interesting thing to me is that this year, or based Did on the most 20, recent 28%? study, 28%. Wow, that's significant. Um, so yeah, quarter of America, yeah. U.S. adults are religiously unaffiliated. 28% actually marks the steepest one-year drop 
we've ever seen in like 20 years of this study because it actually went from like 31% to 28%. Really? And that's, again, the, the biggest drop we've seen in a while. It could be a one-time blip. Sure. But to me, the question is, have we peaked with the nuns? Oh. Um, it's one data point does not a trend make, mm-hmm. but like, we'll see. Um, so that's one thing to keep in mind. At I, a time when a lot of Christian groups are either steady or shrinking. Mm, um, that's what's surprising to me. Like, they're, they're not doing anything to draw in new people. And when the survey asked people to explain the reasons they're non-religious, 55% cited frustration with religious organizations. Mm. Not just, I don't really believe in God anymore. They were like, I don't like them, so I don't want to be associated Where with them. Where did that point share go to, then? Um... The twenty eight percent. It may have so gone. So if it to, went from you said so three point three percent of people shifted away from nuns. You know Do what? I don't remember idea? off the top of my head where it went to. It may have just gone to a uh, non denominational Christian, like mainline oh, Protestant, sure, sure, something sure, like sure. that. Yeah, that's yeah. um interesting other things in this analysis. The nuns, we've known this, but like they're not politically active compared to the religious. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting here is they the nuns as a whole, mm-hmm. they volunteer less, they don't vote as much, mm-hmm. they don't reach out to elected officials as much, mm-hmm. they don't attend government meetings as much. Mm-hmm. In terms of like voting in 2022 mm-hmm. midterm elections, 51% of religiously affiliated people voted, hmm. 39% of the nuns. Guys, if you're listening to this podcast, yeah. vote. Now, to be clear, Atheists do great on those metrics. Atheists, <laughs> atheists yeah. care about this shit. Yeah, we're an aggressive people. <laughs> yes. Uh, specifically, when it says who voted in the 2022 midterms, mm. 51% of religious affiliated people voted, 50% of atheists hey, voted, 49% of agnostics voted, 32 of the nuns oh. who, are, who are nothing in particular. That does not surprise yeah. me. Um, <laughs> Also, we could play this game for so many other things. Who uh, says most people can be trusted? This was interesting to me. Most people can be trusted? Yeah, what percentage of people said most people are good? Most people can be oh, trusted. I would say a third of people think most people can be trusted. In fact, among religious people, uh-huh. 32%. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. What is it for atheists? I was guessing for atheists, so fuck, I don't know. Yeah. It was Fewer? way higher. Higher? 51%. And I'm like, we are not that optimistic no. as a group. What are you talking Who about? Who are but, they talking to? A bunch of me's? I know. Good for us, I guess. Wow. We're, we're very optimistic, half full people. I wonder people. if... Oh, yeah. Who knows? Um, I'm not going to try to piece it. This is interesting, too. When it came to volunteering, and this is something I imagine religious groups will pick up on, mm. 27% of religious affiliated adults, 27% said they volunteered in the last year, compared to only 15 percent of nothing in particulars the ray graham association's hansen center is conveniently <laughs> located in burridge but we need volunteers they're gonna jump on that point like if you're religious you're twice as likely to volunteer as someone who's nothing in particular yeah. but again that's a lot largely i would argue due to infrastructure if you yeah. belong to a church you have opportunities to volunteer and if you're not part of a church you have to kind of go out and make your own opportunities. I mean, at this point, I would kind of, I could maybe make the argument that the your religious affinity is less important than 
just being a part of a local community. So like the church of it all is more important than the religion of it all, right? Like people go yeah. to a place every week. One of the and, things. Hey, we're all going to do this this week, and you feel like you're so you're gonna go do those. Same thing things. with social trends. Like, sure. Are do you are you more hopeful? Well, religious people tend to be hopeful. Are you happier? Well, because they do think the better, apocalypse is coming any day. <laughs> are you satisfied with your local community, with your social life? The numbers for religiously affiliated Americans are much higher than the people with nothing in particular. Is that because religious people tend to be happier and better in life? No, it's because they have the infrastructure in place to have friends. Or they are taught from a young age that being sad means that you hate Jesus. Yeah. And so you do not allow, I, I sure. guarantee you this is true. You do not allow yourself to consider that you might be unhappy because this is what happiness looks like. You mm -hmm. go to church, you have three kids, you have a husband who doesn't give you orgasms. This is happiness. <laughs> <laughs> You've been reading Fundy Snark Uncensored, <laughs> the best subreddit. Um, one thing I would point I out clear, about the... I didn't read shit. That was from my <laughs> own stupid brain. The, the voting numbers, though, if only 32% of nothing in particulars mm. voted in 2022, which is pathetic mm. compared to 51% of religious Americans, like if that doesn't change in 2024, yeah. you are basically ceding ground to the Christian nationalism of the Republican Party. That would be a disaster Dang. for everybody. Okay, Rush um, Limbaugh. <laughs> uh -huh. the, um, another thing that was interesting in the analysis, um, the nuns... And again, I'm talking about the percentage of religious nuns who said religion, religion does blank in American society. Mm. So I would imagine if you're talking about the nuns in general, who says religion does more harm than good versus the people who say it's more good than harmful? And I thought it would be pretty split down the middle if yeah. you're a nun, because a lot of them are like, well, I believe in God. I just don't have a religious label to it. The answer here, No. 43% of the nuns say religion does more harm than good. Mm. Only 14% said more good than harm. That's the nuns? That's the nuns, which suggests to me that if they're going to go anywhere and they're no longer going to be a nun, that means they're probably leaning more in the agnostic, atheist side sure. of the spectrum, not necessarily the more religious side of things. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What about... 56% of nuns said science does more good than harm, while only 5% took the more conspiratorial stance that science is somehow bad. Which, again, if you're saying... What well, an insane thing to say. Science is bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, what? Science. Like, the search for truth is always bad. Good job. <laughs> Another thing. The morality of the nuns mm. made a lot of sense. Because this is interesting. They said, uh, is the following extremely or very important to you when making decisions between right and wrong? What about your desire to avoid hurting people? Is mm -hmm. that an important basis for your morality, basically? 83% mm -hmm. of the nuns said, yeah, I, I don't want to hurt people. That's the basis of my morality. Um, logic and reason. 82% said that was a strong foundation to my morality. It feels good to do the right thing. That was a big one. Mm. Desire to stay out of trouble. The mm. way they were raised. Belief that what goes around comes around. Mm. So basically the golden rule with, to a lesser extent, karma. Sure. Is what the nuns said. Yeah. Which to me, again, all of those are pretty good reasons to do the right thing. Mm. And if you're saying, no, I'm going to do the right thing because God told me to, that scares me because God could be saying anything and you would call that the right thing yeah. to do. I also don't believe yeah. in karma even the slightest bit. Oh, I know. Yeah. As you shouldn't. Um, also interesting... The nuns compared to atheists. Last point I want to make here. The nuns look a lot more like America oh. than atheists specifically. Hmm. And here's what I mean by that. Atheists are more male than nuns. 64% of the atheists are men compared to 51% of the nuns. Okay. So it's a much more... 
uh, gender parity when it comes sure. to just gender. Atheists are whiter what? than nuns, 77% to 63%. Atheists are younger. 71% are under 50 compared to 69%. Oh, who we're still are, young. I love this yeah, poll. We are, we are very relatively young. Yes. <laughs> more for atheists are more formally educated yeah. with a college degree. 48% of us have college degrees compared to 35% of nuns. That tracks. We are more liberal. 65% of atheists said they were very liberal compared to 42% of nuns. And we're more democratic. With a capital D, mm. 78% of us are Democrats compared to 62% of the nuns. Mm -hmm. Which, again, is frustrating because the nuns are on the rise. Yeah, The majority of them, nearly two-thirds, are Democrats. But if they don't vote their weight... Right. We're being out. We're going to be outnumbered by the Christians who are very, very Republican. Which is, as you've pointed out many times, a good reason that you know presidential candidates, senatorial candidates should be reaching out to non-religious creeple. I made people. this point. Creeple. <laughs> creeple. Yeah, I made this point last week too. Uh, someone was asking on uh, YouTube, like, okay, but I don't like Biden's policy with Israel right now, which is a legitimate point. And also, I would just argue, okay, but what are you going to do with that? Biden can be pushed. He can be pressured. He has shown that over and over again. I don't like his policy there either. Mm -hmm. But if you're using that as an excuse to not vote for him, even if you're not voting for Trump, what you're saying is, all right, fine, I'm okay with Trump getting an edge somehow. We cannot like, let 2016 happen again. We just simply can't. It's a stupid thing. I'm calling you dumb. Yeah. If you are saying, I'm withholding my vote... So and therefore, thereby giving Trump what he wants, mm -hmm. because I'm not perfectly happy with Biden, even when you have very legitimate reasons not to be happy with him. There are people who are like, he doesn't do everything I want him to do. Therefore, I'm not giving you my vote. It's like, how do you? Yeah, think I think that about him too. But I keep him on as my partner. Exactly. Like, you're not going to get everything you want. What you can hope for, I know people get pissed off, like, oh, I don't want to vote for the lesser of two evils or well, something. Well, you know what's the opposite of the lesser of two evils? The greater of two evils. Yeah, Do you think Trump is going to be better like, on Israel? Yeah, Do you think Trump is going to be better? Like So many dumb people online saying I'm not going to vote for Biden. Honestly, like, and this is probably where that, like, vote-shaming person the on The MAGA on people review. are not like, well, Trump was nice to Nikki Haley, so I'm not going to vote for I Trump. Just, no, they're... How could you possibly have line. lived through 2016 and even have the like if you are three years old i'll give you a pass on yeah this. truly but like this is what we heard well hillary's yada 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 i don't want to <laughs> vote for the the lesser yeah. of two evils but her yeah. emails but bill but blah blah blah, blah. Yeah, okay yeah. and then we got trump and now roe v wade's overturned yeah. we have a wildly conservative supreme court and what that's okay with you because you because hillary was never president like literally go jump up your own ass and die there vote for that should fucking be the bumper Joe sticker. Biden. That should be the bumper sticker. Thank you so much. Yes. I am very smart. Like, genuinely... If you care about church day separation, the stuff we talk about if on If you care here, about women, if Supreme you care about trans Court. people, if you care about que right. queer people, if you care about, like, your schools being able to be funded by the public instead of having yeah. that money split off into religious schools... Fucking vote for Joe Biden. How goddamn then, dare you listen to this podcast and pretend that not voting for Joe Biden isn't acceptable yeah, thing to do. Vote for him. Then shit all you want over him. Oh my him. God, that's, please. That's great. Protest Go. everything you want to do. Write your senators. These, write your congresspersons. Protest I, things. Yeah. I've since Don't I let could Trump first vote. get back in the fucking White House. How is this I so know. hard for this me? This goes to back to 2020 for me. I couldn't vote that year. 2004 was the first presidential one I could vote in. But again, don't vote for a third party and throw it away. That's just, that's what Trump wants 
Oh, yeah. That's what he needs. Oh, yeah. He needs Democrats who are pissed off at Biden to not vote. He doesn't think they're going to vote for him, but he wants them to sit out. He wants them to stay home. If there are people, I mean, I've heard this anecdotally in Michigan, where it's a swing state, where it's razor thin margins and a bunch of Arab Americans, Palestinians, legitimately pissed off at Joe Biden. Mm And threatening not to vote, which is the worst thing they could do if they want to make sure the right policies are in place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not helping. And again, I get that you want him to change his ways. The way to do it is not by sabotaging the one thing you have well, that could make things somewhat better. And I feel like I've seen people get mad at his quote unquote incrementalism, which I I do. I get. Yeah, I, I didn't vote for him in any of the primaries. Yeah, and I get why that's frustrating. But incrementalism is infinitely better than moonwalking backwards. There are a lot of people who are mad that Joe Biden's not doing more when you have a Republican-led House. Like, how do you think everything passes? It truly. It's like, all. Why of a isn't piece. Biden doing everything right now? It's all of a piece. It, it's. It, I think. I think it's people having a fundamental misunderstanding of politics. And don't understand that, like, just because you have your guy in office means everything is okay. There are checks and balances for better and for worse. this is how the Trump people are going to do... They're not going to campaign on policies. They're going to campaign on disillusionment of the Biden base. They're going to campaign on scary brown people. They're going to campaign on... Well, no, that's for their base. But they're... I mean, they're going to do that to rile up their base. Mm. What they're going to do for Democrats is to point out, you know... Oh, sure. Like, I promise you, uh, Donald Trump is going to go left of Joe Biden and say something about like, yeah, we got to help Palestinians or whatever. He's going to do something like that. Does he actually care? Does he know what he's talking about? Of course not. Of course he does But he's going to start doing that because who's going to be receptive to that idea? The swing voters in Michigan who are disillusioned by Biden. And he's like, wait, you're telling me all I got to do is lie to them about a couple of things here, and then I'll look really good to the voters Biden needs in a swing state? Fine. I'll lie to them all they want. Mm-hmm. Like, that's gonna happen. I mean, that is the thing, is that Trump will lie to you about anything you want to hear. Yeah. He'll absolutely... Because he doesn't give a shit about anything besides himself, and keeping himself out of jail is his main priority right, right. now. Anyway. Oh, that so was that's a frustrating ending. Uh, you could find us at Friendly Atheist. Uh, go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast to support this show. You can uh, find our discord and facebook page and the show notes you can also leave us a review on itunes all the reviews or wherever and one such review is um i think i read this no um i go to podcast from mary and gay five stars this podcast i look forward to every week hemant chooses such relevant uh, topics and events to cover, and it helps me stay up to date and informed. Jess has fantastic insight. She voices her concerns in an articulate and passionate way. Oh, thanks. Nothing passive aggressive at all. Can you believe it? Look at that. Um, I've got a couple things to talk about. Actually, last week in the bonus, I forgot to bring it up. Um, but Mikey and I saw the Book of Clarence a couple weeks ago. No, you did bring that up. Oh, I brought it up in the bonus, yes. but I didn't bring it up in the oh, main yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to let people know. You want to hear that? It, I would. Really, Book Book of Clarence is outstanding. It is sort of like Jesus Christ Superstar meets Life of Brian. If that means anything to you, it's it's. I loved every moment of it. Mikey thought it was a little chopped and screwed together, but I really, really enjoyed it. I would highly recommend. What it. are we talking about in the bonus episode this um, time? Let's see. Um, maybe we'll talk about the Barbie noms, but I'm kind of disillusioned with awards and stuff. Um, Baby Genius is one of my favorite podcasts, uh, is on hiatus permanently. I learned how to play Let It Go on guitar for my niece. 
Um, and I would love to talk to you about the m- magic and beauty of horses dancing, uh, playing in the snow, because it's outstanding. All right. We'll see you in the bonus. Bye. Bye.